It is of no doubt that we as humans are always captivated by mind-boggling phenomenon which circle around the questions or speculations of what is and what could have been. We dare our minds with brain teasers, puzzles and riddles. Riddle me that. I've always been a fan. And all other sensations that provocate us intellectually. But nothing intrigues the human mind more than a paradox. But before a definition of the said word, a breakdown is of equal importance. Para originates from the Greek distinct from and dox from doxa meaning our opinion. So the term paradox literally translates as different from our opinion. A statement that seen contradictory to or opposed by common sense and yet is perhaps true. And I mean it completely defies all logic and sense. You would hear a paradox and it will leave you like, wait, what? The hell am I supposed to do with this piece of information? It gets your head all busy with the processing of that thought. And so, I'd like to share with you what I think is my favorite and greatest of all paradoxes. I personally like this paradox because it poses more and more questions than answers, no matter how you try to look at it. If you happen to believe in a force, that is greater or higher than yourself. This paradox is called the omnipotence paradox and it poses this question. Could an omnipotent being limit or restrict its own supernatural powers? To rephrase that, could God create, say, a stone so heavy that even he couldn't lift? Now, that's a paradox because if God does have unlimited power, and I suppose I'm to grant myself that if, because God is boss, God can do anything and whatever, then yes, of course he would be capable of creating a stone so heavy that even he couldn't lift. But if that is true, supposedly, and he couldn't lift it, then that'd be something he actually cannot do. Hence, the paradox. <laughs> These are a few of the many paradoxes you come across if you ever try to apply mere logic and common sense to the definition of a supreme being. Like how at all is there evil to begin with when there is an omnipotent being? How can there be such a thing as free will when there is an omniscient being? Would that imply we are not as spontaneous as we think we are? That this life is like a chess game and we are nothing but pawns of an already calculated move? If you're here right now listening to me, it is actually because you're supposed to be here. You had nowhere else to go at the time I said that. <laughs> so, so you see, these are loads and loads of questions one could draw from the omnipotence paradox. Well, some people might cite these paradoxes as reason not to believe in the supreme being. However, others will say these are inconsequential or invalid as an approach to a supreme being in the first place. Mankind has indeed been blessed with such powerful minds, primarily to have an idea of ourselves knowing for a fact that we really are existing, to perceive the world around us, somewhat project into the future and generalize from what we see. Yet we are cursed not only to die, but to know that we must. You know, human beings are the only species that know of their own mortality. And I gotta say, we do a really good job dealing with that fact. But however, we found ourselves within a system that's induced into us 
in every conceivable way that to die is the worst thing that could happen to us. The feeling that life rather is just the leading cause of death. I know I felt that way before. Why bother if this is how we are all gonna go? The concept of death really is a difficult thing to contemplate. Now, I say this in a very loose way. For you to know the face of death, that is to say, for you to know what it is like to die, you would have to be dead. And when the latter happens, there is no telling the scenery or feeling, well, because you're dead. Death therefore becomes a phenomenon that will forever escape our examination because it is a mystery that literally lies beyond the reach of our senses. So if death presents to us an opportunity to finally understand what this life is all about, then maybe, just maybe, this is why we cannot grasp the meaning behind the concept of life either. Because as the journey of man starts at the maternity ward and ends at the crematorium, that is to say, birth and death respectively, then by nature, we are not only bound by a loose end, but by a rather loose beginning as well. We have no memories of being born in the first place, and we have none as we die as well. So in that same sense, I'm going to share a fantasy of mine with you, all of which have something in common with death. This fantasy, which I like to call the consensus within a vortex, and of course, I use the term vortex in a rather spiritual way a swirling mass of energy or spirit somewhere. Do you have the slightest idea what it took you to be alive today? <laughs> Funny story, growing up, I remember whenever things didn't go my way, I'd literally get mad at my mother and ask her, why did you even give birth to me? Because I didn't ask to be born in the first place. I'd refuse to see the little beautiful things in life because I was never content with anything. And I'm quite sure I'm not the only one who's ever felt that way. I was built for more. I always told myself that. Damn right, I still do. Because looking at life and how it's fraught with unnecessary peril, I was 100% sure I wouldn't have accepted to be born if I really did have a say in that. But I was totally wrong. In many philosophical, religious, and methodological traditions, the soul is the incorporeal essence of a human being. Almost everybody would agree to the fact that we human beings transcend our physical nature. That we are not just consciousness locked up in this human skin. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but we are other spiritual beings having a human experience, as one French priest put it. And spirits, just like energy, cannot die. That is to say, our raw form or our natural form has always been subjected to immortality. Our lives as spirits was prolonged indefinitely. We could never experience death. And just like life on earth, if our death could indefinitely be postponed, we wouldn't actually go on postponing it indefinitely because we would like it to come to an end at some point. It is just the balance of nature. So it's just like how an astronaut needs a space shuttle and suit to travel into outer space. In that same sense, your true form, which is to say your soul, took on the form of this body you are presently housing and in control of to journey through this life. So now, are you beginning to understand what agreement it is you took to be alive and 
conscious right about this moment if you've ever asked yourself would i have chosen this life if i really did have a say or a choice in it well you know how you are always quick to tap agree and continue just to install that new favorite application or software on your smartphone or any other device without actually taking the time to see what those terms and conditions might have been it is in that same way this life and the world sort of glimmered with all the goodies and promises and when it's bad there is no getting out you think that feeling alone would stop you from opting for this same life on your next round but it never does well i'll tell you this a million times would you be offered life and a million times would you beg and say yes just to be here even for a second why because in the end you get to die you get to tie that rope around your neck you get to enjoy the sound of you jump off a cliff or even get hit by a bus because death really is an unfamiliar feeling to immortality which our truest form is subjected to hence we house the body chose this life rather to have a feeling of death that is to say we chose life just to die that pause within the seconds during that happening is what truly makes us feel alive and in that happening we became addicts 